Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Just another manic Monday. Do we wish it was Sunday, though, to watch the Broncos lose <sighs> again? And this is the DNVR Broncos podcast where it just feels like it's the same story, different week, mm-hmm. same story, different year. Although the Broncos, Henry, as bad as it's been mm-hmm. over the past eight years, They've only been in this situation one other time in those eight years, sitting at one and four. Mm-hmm. 2019, the Broncos yep. started one and four. They won their next game to go in two and four. The Broncos haven't seen one and five in three decades. We yeah, might be three I days away it. from looking at that. This is just brutal. And let's talk about the game yesterday, uh, Henry. And we are here on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Henry Chisholm rolling mm-hmm. with you. Zach Stevens as well. Todd is going to be back tomorrow. I really hope he didn't waste his vacation watching that game yesterday because it have. was embarrassing, disastrous, brutal. I mean, you could just keep going through the words. And Henry, mm-hmm. right before we started this show, I said, what's the best word to use to describe that game? Yeah, I don't even know. I mean... It's just sad. Like, mm. they just don't have it. Like, I don't know. It, it's 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 tough because, like, it's another game they could have won. Like, you go through, I mean, Russ said it after the game. Like, we could be 4-1 and one right here. It's like, yeah, you make two more plays in those three games. But now we've seen, we've seen two, well, I guess a season and a half now, where they're just incapable of making those games. I mean, they, they have all those halftime leads last year. You just hold on to your halftime leads. You're an 11-win team last year. But that's just the way the NFL works. Like, it doesn't matter if you're a couple plays away because that's how basically every game works. Yeah. And the problem with this team is that they just they just can't close games out. Yeah. And, and it's and, that simple. And I absolutely hated hearing Russ say that um, because huh. Russ is he, he's all about positivity and mm-hmm. you need that, especially right now. But I do like that he said, like, well, we can't do the woulda, coulda, shouldas. Russ said, yep. uh, you know, we could easily be four and one right now. Well, you're not. And yep. like you said, Henry, an important thing to follow that up with about how you're a couple of plays away mm-hmm. in each game. Uh, an important thing to follow that up with is um, that that's how 90 percent of NFL yep. games are, that you're just a couple of plays away. The good teams make those couple of plays. The bad teams don't make those yep. couple of plays. And as the New York Jets said after the game, Robert Sala after the game said, 
we should have blown them out of the water. <laughs> Which, so, like, what does he even mean by that? Well, it makes total sense. that he, really? was, he was talking about red zone. They were 0 for 5 in the red zone. Yeah. If they are 2 for 5 in the red zone, then you're talking about, yeah. what, an 18-point win? If they're, And that's just a couple of plays away, too. So exactly, you can't but that's say the a same. Of, yeah. No, uh, what I'm saying, though, is if you want to say how the Broncos are close to 4 and 1, you could probably also make the case that they're two plays away yes. in every game from getting absolutely destroyed. This is a bad team. Um, I don't want to hear excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just that. So you said sad. I think that's a good word to use yeah. after yesterday because the reality really sinks that in. That was it. Just yep. about where the team is, the season being over. The word that I would use is embarrassing um, huh. because you're now 0-2 against Zach Wilson in Denver, Colorado in the past year. And then specifically just looking at this year, this Jets game, you and Ryan didn't think this was that difficult of a game when they had Aaron Rodgers. They lose Aaron Rodgers. And uh, now you lose to Zach Wilson at home. And then what just really makes it embarrassing is all the storylines surrounding Nathaniel Hackett. And now, Henry, Nathaniel Hackett has more wins in Denver this year than Sean Payton was. Sean Payton's had two more opportunities. That's true. Yeah, and I don't I don't know. The Hackett stuff didn't really get me going the last couple of days. I guess we kind of wrote about it. It's one of those things where, yeah, it'll suck that people like make the jokes on Twitter and the Jets get to send their tweets off. And today I'm sure like whatever the ESPN morning show is is doing whatever they do. But I to me that doesn't even matter. Like all that really matters wow. is you're one and four. The season's over. Like I it's not mathematically over, but you'd have to do something like win two your next four. And those are two against the Chiefs, one against the Bills, one against the Packers. And then you'd have to go, you'd have to win six of eight after that. And then you have to hope that nine and eight is enough. And and that's just like, that's just basically impossible. You know, the last team that started one and four to make the playoffs, that was Tim Tebow. And that's when eight and eight was good enough to win the division. So there's just like that, that to me, like the Hackett stuff, I don't even care. What Saul had to say, I don't even care. All that matters is that the season is dead and... Like, it's, it just sucks that we're going to go 11 months without real football. Yeah, it, it does suck. That does suck. But, Henry, I do think the Hackett stuff did matter huh. because I wouldn't have said that if the Jets players weren't literally talking about it and using it as motivation right before the game. Huh. Defensive players, too. It wasn't just the offensive huh. guys. Uh, did you see the, the clip before the game? No. When... Uh, Uh, I believe it was C.J. Mosley. A defense is on the field in the end zone and earmuffs here. What? Oh, it it, it wasn't C.J. It was uh, Uzoma. Okay. Okay. Um, Well, it was him. And on the field, right before the game, earmuffs. He says, let's win this bitch for Hackett. Yep. Um, So uh, I wouldn't have been surprised if the Jets completely blew off this storyline all week. We didn't hear anything about it. And then after the game, it was like, yeah, it it was nice to do that for Hackett. Mm -hmm. But after the game... Um, at least from the quotes that I read, only one Jets player said, no, nah, this wasn't about Hackett. Every other Jets player said, this was about Nathaniel Hackett and the things that Sean Payton said. And so the fact that they used it for motivation before the game, shame on Sean Payton because he gave him that. You didn't have yeah. to do that. Sean Payton did not have to go to USA Today mm-hmm. and give those comments to him. And then um, just let the fans say it was one of the worst coaching jobs in NFL history. But now you give this to them, and uh, that was a very motivated New York Jets team, and it did not help the Broncos yesterday. Um, and a 10-point mm-hmm. loss to the New York Jets at home, just on top of everything else. I mean, some people are saying that 
that was rock bottom, not even the 70-point 70, 70 performance that they gave up to the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, that's crazy to me. I think, I, again, but I don't even look at it as like the Jets beat them. Like, once again, the Broncos just beat themselves. Like, you've got Marvin Mims now, another fumble. Like, that's an issue. That's something where now going forward, you have to wonder, like, is he a guy who you can't trust to hold on to the ball? Because that's three three free points right there. You have the penalties that kill the drives. You have you have the safety when Russ doesn't get rid of the ball. I mean, I don't, I don't look at what the Jets did and say, like, wow, I'm impressed. You know, like, the running game was nice. The Broncos running I'm game. I'm extremely impressed. Broncos running game was did. just as good in the first half. And, and Sean Payton said a couple times he got away from it. And I think that's, to me probably the most glaring mistake from him all season is the fact that he just didn't run the football. Like you had it going. I think at halftime, what he was run for 7.3 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. They had, I think it might have already had a hundred rushing yards yeah. too. Like they did. That's you have those sorts of mistakes as well. Like changing up the game plan when you have something that's clearly working, but again, like the running games kind of canceled out in, in that first half before things spiraled because of the weird play calling and you lose DJ Jones and all of a sudden there's just a blown hole wide open right there. And he goes for 70 yards right where DJ is supposed to be. I mean, there's just, to me, it's just those same mistakes over and over and over again. And like, I, it's it, all, all three of these games, really all three of these home games they've lost. It's been be- their own fault. They haven't been beaten. They've just blown it themselves. Wow. So the, I don't want to put words in your mouth, so mm-hmm. I want to ask you this question. It seems like you don't think the Broncos are as bad as their one and four record. I don't. Uh, I I don't is know. That, is that fair? I don't. I mean, like a one and four record. I don't know what your average one and four team looks like. I mean, I'd imagine they're probably exactly the same as every one and four team. Like, why not? Because like, it just feels like you're saying that earlier you said they're just a couple of plays away um and they're beating themselves other teams aren't beating them and to me uh, you just keep mentioning these mistakes just keep happening mistakes just keep happening mistakes just keep happening that that's a bad football those are no longer mistakes yeah that's they're still mistakes yeah well no that's who you are though you are Mm -hmm. a mistake team you are a bad football team um and sean payton said or no one of the most concerning quotes that i've seen all season came from Alex Singleton after the game last night, and I thought it was some really good insight. So this is this is nothing against Alex mm-hmm. at all, but listen to what Alex said after the game. Um, actually, I'm sorry, it was Josie. He said, we had a couple of guys out of place every single time, it seems like. Mm-hmm. We have to deal with it. I think we have to have better communication, execution, stay in our gaps and play football. We had a couple of guys out of place every single yeah. time. I mean, that's what they've been like. doing for three weeks. And like every single play, there's guys who are in the wrong spot. And so you, that's why they're giving up 200 run, rushing yards a game, that's 250 an, rushing yards a game. That's an awful football team right yeah. there. That is so concerning on so many levels, on coaching, on mm-hmm. players, on preparation throughout the week. Literally everyone is blamed for that. And you mm-hmm. mentioned it. The rushing game we're seeing, or the the defensive uh, rushing game, we're seeing historically bad football from ter- in terms of stopping the run. Henry, in the past three games, mm-hmm. the Broncos have given up 755 rushing yards. Yep. Think about that. 250 rushing yards per game in the last three games. Yep. That's the worst three-game stretch in Denver Broncos history. It's, uh, I think, the fourth worst stretch in the NFL in the past 40 
seasons. We're talking historically, mm -hmm. historically bad. Um, and then the pass defense has also been getting torched. So we're just talking about the worst defense in the NFL, giving up the most points per game, mm -hmm. the most yards per play. There's just there's there's no way that you can look at this defense and really put any positive spin on it outside of like a Pat Sertan pick that 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 he had last night. Um, the, right now, the Broncos also unsurprisingly have the worst rushing defense in the NFL, giving up almost an average of 200 yards per game for the whole yep. season. Yeah. And again, though, I mean, you look at that and say, you can get away with that on defense. You really can. You. What are you talking about? The Broncos had the ball with two minutes left in a three-point game. Like, they had their opportunity. Like, you'd love for the defense to go and win the game, but they didn't lose you the game, you know? And, and the offense, the same thing. You could say, wow. oh, if, if you just didn't give up 200 yards, like, if you just would have done a little bit better there, then the offense would have potentially done enough. They, they probably wouldn't need to find a score, one more score somewhere, I guess. But, but that's the problem is that there's just, there's no strength. Like there's no, nobody, nothing that makes up for anything else. Like you s even look through the roster and there aren't, there aren't many players who you look at and say like, we're good here. Like that's, that's, that's a guy no. who, who's like a good starter in the NFL. Like they lack talent. They, they don't play well together. And like they, they've just, they're a bad football team. I mean, they're one in four. Yeah. Like it's just kind of that simple. And here we are. And at this point, it just doesn't even matter anymore. And that's that's the 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 shitty part is that the season is over. Like football is gone until next September. Like it's just eleven months without the Broncos now. Yeah, it, it really sucks. And we have a, a game against the Chiefs. Henry, the Broncos haven't even played two division games, and you're saying the yeah. season's over. It's crazy. Already. The Broncos haven't even. And what maybe the most disappointing part of all of this at one and four is they've arguably played their three easiest games of the season. Mm -hmm. All home games, Commanders, Raiders, and Jets without yep. Aaron Rodgers at home. Um, probably the three easiest games on their schedule. You look at the Patriots. Texans. Um, Patriots is your easiest. Patriots. Uh, oh, my goodness. They've scored three points the last two weeks. Yeah, I, I think the it's Patriots. It's been 71 is, is, to three. I think the Patriots is right in there. Okay. Um, but I think those are, okay, three of the four easiest games, yeah. if you want to boil it down like that. Um, the Patriots are a dumpster fire, yep. just as they're looking at Denver and saying they're a dumpster mm -hmm. fire uh, as well. And let's dive into this conversation, because I don't think you and I are watching the same football, Henry, really? potentially. You just said that what the Broncos are doing on defense, you can get away with. I mean, they did in Chicago. They're giving and up they almost... 36 points per game. It's the worst <laughs> in the NFL. They had the ball but in the three-point game with two minutes left. But I that, can, it's I, right there. It's winnable. I agree with Hank yeah. a little bit because it, you can look at the commander's one, too. Like You could have gotten, uh, gotten away with that, too, because you were winning the game with kind of bad defense. Exactly. Like, you, you just can, need somebody to You just need a, a little bit better offense, and you win some of these. But what we're talking about, that's how 90% of games are. We've got to yeah. drop that. We're just a couple of plays away. But they are. No, the, <laughs> like, like, but Henry, that's, that's a 50 like, 50 game down the stretch and you, you lost it, but you've lost every single one of these. So oh, that, exactly. that's on the Broncos. That yeah, they're a bad football are. team. Exactly. exactly. I totally agree. They are a bad football team. So let's dive into who's most to blame mm -hmm. for this bad football team for yesterday, for yeah. where we are five games into the season and talk about how correctable it is. But first I got to tell you about our friends over at game time. When you use the code DNVR over at game time, you're going to get $20 off your first purchase. If you want to go to Kansas city this week to see mm -hmm. Broncos and chiefs, you can get $20 off. If you want to go see the Broncos next home game, 
They're playing the Packers, which we could see the Packers yep. tonight. Maybe tomorrow morning we're saying that Packers game is winnable, or maybe we're saying, ah, well, Broncos don't I have mean, a chance in that it's one. It's definitely too. winnable. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see how yeah, they look tonight because the Packers, last time they played, they looked awful, um, just yep. like the Broncos did. They got smoked by the Lions. But if you want to go to that home game, ticket prices are probably going to be falling. That yep. might be the only d- upside of the Broncos season going off the rails so early is ticket prices go down, and then you get an extra $20 off by using that code DNVR over at Game Time. Av season starts this mm-hmm. Wednesday. You want to go to Avs, Nuggets, Games. Game Time is the place to go. Yep, and go uh, go check out Spirit Hound. Uh, they're a local company right here in Lyons, Colorado. They've got an award-winning whiskey, won the uh, 2022 Whiskey of the Year in the London Spirits competition. Um They've got whiskey and vodka and gin that you can find at stores all across Colorado. You can also order online to 40-plus states. Um, So check out that stuff. Remember, if you want to go up to their distillery in Lyons, you can bring in juniper berries, and you'll get a free cocktail. There we go. There we go. Okay, <laughs> that was uh, that was a sudden end to the to the read, just like the game yesterday <laughs> was a sudden end um, yeah. when Russ got stripped and then the Jets picked it up for uh, six, and that just put the icing on the game. Yeah. And we heard from Sean about that play today Mm -hmm. um, because we saw Russ coming off the sidelines, and we saw Sean just absolutely chewing him out, and Russ Mm -hmm. really wanted nothing to do with him. It kind of reminded me when Russ walked by uh, Nathaniel Hackett in week one, um, when Russ was pulled off the field huh. to kick the 64-yard field goal, 63-yard field goal. Um, and Russ just kind of walked right by Hackett, had no interaction with him. That reminded me of yesterday, which isn't a yeah. good thing to be drawn back to last year with things. Um, and he was asked about that animated exchange, and Sean, unsurprisingly, downplayed it um, and just said, I just want to make sure he knew that the Will linebacker um, was a free rusher there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just Russ screwing up. Like, it's it's been an issue with him. I, I think a lot of people have been complaining about him holding on to the ball too long. Yeah. The big reason is just that the receivers aren't open. But that one actually was on him. That's that's when you see that guy coming, like he's supposed to just get that to the running back right behind the guy. And I haven't seen the replay. Maybe something happened and like some linebacker also crashed in, so that wasn't available. But in theory, like that's what he's telling him there. And uh, instead, he said, well, I'll just outrun this guy. And it's like, that's not that's not how it works. Like that. That one is definitely obviously on Russ. It's like his fumble against the commanders, too. At some point, you have to know at the end of the game. Similar. At some point, you just have to know Mm -hmm. when to also throw the ball away. You're right that the first read should have just been to that running back. But then once you get into this position, you got to know, just live to play another down right there. Um, And so that really the uh, Broncos passing game and protection and uh, pressure yesterday was on everyone. It was on Russ for holding the ball too long. I I do think there were many plays he held the ball too long. Mm -hmm. It was on the receivers uh, for not getting open, and Mm -hmm. it was also on the offensive line. In fact, Sean Payton today put the blame specifically Mm -hmm. on Mike McGlinchey and Garrett Bowles, said our tackles collapsed too much, the pocket collapsed too much, our tackles need to be stronger. Um, And then I'm also putting the blame on Sean Payton for that as well because – For the second time in five games, I've heard something that's just so concerning. He said, yeah, things just weren't open deep because they were giving us that too high look, and we need to find ways to get things open when teams are doing Mm -hmm. that. Henry, if I'm the Chiefs, if I'm any other team that plays Denver, I'm playing exactly how the Commanders played Mm -hmm. them, exactly how um, uh, yesterday the Jets played them because 
it seems whether it's Sean, whether it's Russ, whether this receiver is probably a combination of all of them, when mm-hmm. teams take away the deep throws and play this, this uh, relaxed defense, mm-hmm. the Broncos don't know what to do. Now, they have mm-hmm. to have a counterpunch, and Sean said that they need to find that counterpunch, yep. but five games in and they can't find a counterpunch to soft zone defense? Like, what are we doing well, here? They had it, but they bailed on it. Like, when, you, when they run that defense, you just run the football on them. Like, they don't have people to defend the run, and it worked. You know, it's the same thing in basketball. Where it's like, oh, we just can't get to the rim. Like, they've collapsed the defense. Like, the answer isn't, like, we've just got to, like, keep charging in there, charging in there. It's like, no, just stop passing the football and run the football. Well, because that's, that's like, why it worked. Then that's 100% on exactly. Sean. And, and he and, took the blame last night. Mm-hmm. He took the blame this morning. He said, I need to be more patient with the running game. Let those things come. But, man, we have had, like, mm-hmm. coordinators, offensive coordinators calling plays around here for uh, the past seven years where yeah. – we're pulling our hair out saying what are they doing abandoning the run when they're down Mm -hmm. three points now the broncos have had the lead at home three times this this year at halftime and you're still seeing uh sean kind of abandon the run and we weren't supposed to have those issues with this team and i just think i'm just frustrated because it's just it was supposed to be better on the coaching side last year was supposed to be better on the quarterback side yeah that didn't happen this year was supposed to be better on the coaching side uh and it hasn't been you don't think so so. i think it has i mean like Henry, they're scoring you just points. pointed to a reason why Remember the Broncos lost. Oh, definitely. Like that was it has been great. Payton. Yes, absolutely. But you compare it to last year where they can't even like snap the ball on time. Like they can't get plays in. Oh no, like don't it, forget that happened earlier this year. Communication but not on the same not being level. able to snap the ball. But not Pre-snap on the same level. Penalties. Yes, yes. Not on the same level throughout the whole time. But in five games, we've already seen the exact same issues arise. Yeah, but I mean it's just it's not nearly as like they're actually scoring points. Like they're moving the ball. Like, you can look at any metric, and they've been better this year. But, yeah, it's just not enough. Like, it just turns out that defense is falling apart behind them, too. But, yeah, so but then the other piece, so you run the football, but the other part, and they've done this well, too, is just you throw to, you throw to your running backs, and you throw to your tight ends a little bit, too. And, and that's what they did, and it worked for them. Like, that's all they needed that entire game is you run those, like, backs out to the flats. You can run some screens. They did a great job with some of those mis- misdirection balls to, like, Samaje in the flat. Um, and... And if, if the Jets are just going to keep giving you that, just keep taking it and taking it and taking it. But then you look and say, uh, first drive after after halftime, they get two yards on a run to Jaleel, and then Russ throws incomplete. They have to throw because it's third and eight, and uh, he runs for two yards. Like the next one, um, first downs on this next drive, you've got Russell Wilson's scramble. And so... Again, you're going away from the running game, but then on top of that, you've got the holding penalty. And so now it's first and 20. So you run there, which is like you get it and you pick up eight yards, but now you're still second and 12. And so what do you do? You you throw the ball, you throw the ball and and you're screwed. And then the next one, the next three and out run for five yards, second and five incomplete pass. And once again, third and five, you just kind of have to pass it. Like you just need to bank on the running game more. And it's not that they 100% totally abandoned it. It's, It's that they didn't lean into it. And that's what they should do is you have one clear strength. The defense is taking one thing away, and that's those receivers on the boundaries. That's the deep ball, all that sort of stuff. Like, it, it was right there for them, and they just got a little too cute. Yeah, yeah, they certainly did. And that's where the game was lost coming out mm-hmm. of halftime, and that's where a lot of these Broncos games have been lost yep. this season is coming out of halftime. Um, the Broncos offense has been great on the script starting, yep. the, starting the first half. 
they need to go to the script or something in the second half. Sean yeah. looks a lot better as a play caller. Russ looks a lot more comfortable, uh, makes quicker decisions with, with the ball. Then when they get off the script, it's disastrous. Now, you can't run a script for an entire yeah. game, um, but they have to figure out, those two and the entire offense have to figure out how to have success off the script because that is just killing this team out of halftime. Mm-hmm. We know about the 72-yard run where Brees Hall pretty yep. much goes untouched for, for a touchdown. That opened it up for the Jets' offense. But then that third quarter, mm-hmm. the Broncos had four yards of offense. Yeah. The Broncos have had quarters like this seemingly every single game where it's a quarter to two quarters of just awful, awful football where the offense is non-existent. They can't have that. Now, you don't mm-hmm. have to go out and average a touchdown or a field goal every mm-hmm. single drive, but you do have to pick up a couple of first downs every couple of series. They had the first five drives yep. of the second half, Henry. They had four three and outs and a fumble. Not yep. a single first down in five drives and negative 18 yards with penalty yards yep. on top of that. That is mind-blowing. So one of the things that the Broncos need to do is, you're right, they don't need to necessarily uh, be doubling their points every single game because then they'd be the best offense in the NFL yeah. right now. They're averaging 24 points per game, uh, which is, uh, I think, slightly above average. Um, but what they have to do is they can't disappear for mm-hmm. quarters, halves at a time. Same with the defense. I mean, you look at the start of the game, Henry. The Broncos' defense started off great. In fact, the yep. Broncos' defense gave up zero yards in the first four yep. Jets' drives. And it was like, okay, look, the Broncos got Justin Simmons back, Josie Jewell mm-hmm. back, Mike Purcell back this week, P.J. Locke back. It's like, man, maybe they just were that injured where especially against the run and communication, all of these issues, um, they, they just needed these injured guys back. And after the first quarter, it felt, felt good. It was like, oh, my gosh, okay, yep. we're seeing this team come together. And then it just fell apart. The next four drives, the Jets had 200 mm-hmm. and over 240 yards, and then we know uh, the historically bad run defense showed up again. Yeah, and I, I do think a lot of that just losing DJ Jones – like I, I, mostly because last week I went back through like doing game grades. You're just like, oh my god! Like the reason they beat the Bears, the best part of that defense was DJ Jones. Like he's in the backfield every play. He's he's disrupting. Like it's it looked incredible. And then you wind up in a situation where there's just holes everywhere. And I haven't gone through to see who exactly is screwing up yet. Um, that'll be right it's- after this. It'll be a lot of fun. But um, yeah. I mean, it's just out of position it felt like the missed tackles weren't as much of an issue um but yeah and i can't remember i was talking to either mace or troy rank yesterday in the press box like at halftime it's one of those things where like the the jets have 6.6 yards per carry but you live with it like that's just fine like that's what you expect Brees hall himself has 6.6 yards per carry this season we knew that he was ready to get like a bigger workload the key was just not letting him get the big one and they let them they let him get the big one and then things kind of spiraled from there. Um, and I'm not sure. I'm curious if they start calling things differently. If after that, like we got to pack the box more. And so that opens some stuff on the outside. And now you're playing this like push and pull type thing. That's giving you some issues. I'm not totally sure, but yeah, the, the defense just totally fell apart. And the, the interesting thing is that, wait, but do you think the defense, because just again, mm-hmm. don't want to put words in your mouth, but do you think the defense just rests on DJ Jones? No, but I do think that when it comes to stopping the run, like he's one of those key guys, like it's the linebackers and whoever's in the middle of that defensive line, you know, and, and when you lose him and all of a sudden you've got, 
guys are getting pushed back. Well, then all of a sudden you can't like Alex can't get to a gap because all the the linemen's pushed back. Mm-hmm. And so the angle just isn't there. And so everything can kind of fall apart. But I mean, there's misassignments. There's all sorts of things. The, the weird thing to me, though, is that they were great in the red zone. Like they were great red yeah. zone defense. Yeah. And typically that's like against the Dolphins. That makes sense because now you get to pack things in. You don't have to worry so much about the deep ball. The fact that they were giving up so much on the ground, but then somehow were able to stop him in the red zone. That's interesting to me. That's another thing that I'm excited to go back and look at. Yeah. And, and I think that, uh, the defense, DJ Jones this season has played in 49% of the defensive snaps yep. last year. He played in 55%. So he's yep. not, it's not like you've missed him for so much. And yep. yet your run defense is the worst in the NFL by far. Um, I don't think that um, DJ Jones, I think it's a way bigger issue definitely than, than, than just one player. But yeah, losing well. one of the most important pieces though, like it just makes it tough. Like they, they're already working at a talent deficit. Like they, they don't have like a whole bunch of guys who you trust to step up. Like when you lose one of the the players you look at and say like, this is one of our four or five best defensive players. It, it goes a long way, especially for a team that doesn't have depth like the Broncos. Yeah. Again, I, you didn't, you're not really missing him that much more than you were last year in terms of yeah. the, the number of snaps he's playing. But um, I think that's probably just in games that he played in too. Like that just being a rotational player. No, that's oh really? That's, yeah, that's forty nine percent of the entire defensive Interesting. plays. Um, and unfortunately, and and kind of why I push back so much against mm-hmm. you, Henry, is I'm done with this. Like the Broncos are one player away. The Broncos are well, one, definitely not yeah. one play away. But I mean, <laughs> I'm just anytime you bring up like oh, it's just one of these things. I think what's really hit me over these past mm-hmm. five five games is just how bad this team is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, how much things desperately need to change. They need to get out of the mindset of uh, um, just one player away, one thing away, one play away. Yeah. Um, see, and, and that's where we disagree. Uh, uh, because, because you go back through and something goes wrong on each of these plays. Like you go, like you, you exactly, sit through the... But every single play when things go oh, wrong, ex- it's not just exactly that's how bad you are. It's not, oh, let's just fix one or two things. I don't know that we're on different pages here then. Because, like, I totally agree. Like, the Broncos are potentially the worst team in the NFL. But that's just the way the game works is that, like, even that Dolphins game, you sit there and it feels like, wow, they're just getting, like, pushed back on every play. Like, everybody's failing. But then you go back and look and it's like, oh, no, DTY just missed this. Or, like, Jaquan just missed this. Like, he missed it. And so it is on each individual play. And so that's why, like, when you talk about 72-yard run, having your, having your nose tackle in there, like, that might have been the difference on that play. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I, but then everything, it, it all, but then you it look all and starts the, with something. Yeah. But then you look and the Jets still had 170 rushing yards outside yeah. of that one play. Yeah. And then you look but the week before. Uh, yeah. And uh, you should never go into a game expecting a team to have 170 rushing yards yeah. outside of a 72 yard touchdown run. Yeah. Um, and again, it's not just one game, it's the worst run defense in the NFL. Absolutely. So it's not just one player. It's not just one play. It's because not just they one make so many mistakes. It's, it's everything. Um, and, uh, okay, we uh, still dove into the game yesterday, which is totally fine. But now I really mm-hmm. want to get into uh, where does the biggest issue lie? Is the blame on Vance Joseph? Is it on Sean Payton? Is it on George Payton? Is it on Russ? Mm-hmm. Is it on who is this on? And I want your answer to that right after I tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. 
Man, you're probably watching the first half of that game, enjoying Breck Brews for the fun of it. It was the celebratory Breck Brews. What up 13-7 at halftime? 13-8 at halftime, and then you're probably finishing off the six pack in the second half, depressed as as can be. But you probably had some Broncos Country Pale Ales, and if not, you want to get some or little chill coming this week, Henry. I think mm-hmm. Thursday's game in Denver, the high's going to be like 50, but the game's in Kansas City. I think the high's also like 50 then and some rain. So you might want to switch over to the Vanilla Porter Jr. in honor of Nugget season. Uh, get some Avalanche Amber Ale with the cold weather coming, and you can get it all over at uh, our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Check them out, breckbrew.com, to find their beer locator to see where you can get the official beer of DNVR. And also head on over to FOCO because they've got a whole bunch of gear. Um, I actually haven't looked at the website in a while. I'm excited to pull it up because I'm curious if they've got any new Broncos stuff. Um, but they have just about everything. Like, they've got the pajamas. They've got, like, the all sorts of different tennis shoes and sandals and Crocs and whatever else. Oh, see, like right there, there's a new Snoopy uh, big head bobblehead that's Broncos. It's like Snoopy in a Broncos uniform. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that you can find there. This is a, they call it cross body bag. It seems like it's just a fanny pack, which people are allowed to wear. This is like a captain hat that has like old Broncos logo on it. There's all sorts of good stuff. So if you're looking for uh, any more Broncos gear, or if you know a Broncos fan and you got to get them like a birthday present, whatever, go over to FOCO and make sure that you use the code uh, DNVR because you'll get 10% off all non-presale items. There we go. Go to FOCO. Okay, Henry. The question. It's just everybody. Like there mm. isn't there isn't one person. Like you can't start one in four and just have like one person be to blame for it. Like unless you got a quarterback out there throwing... 10 picks, but like Vance Joseph's been terrible. Like every, just about everybody individual on the defense has been bad. I Nick Benito is kind of the only bright spot, right? Like you look all the way through and I guess Pat got that pick, but he's had a really rough start to the season. Like he's given up probably at least a hundred passer rating. And I bet that pick probably brings it down, but there's, I mean, there's no bright spots there. Like Jaleel has been good. Marvin's been exciting, but he's fumbled. He's cost him more than he's helped him. Like there's disagree with that, but okay. Yeah. I mean, there's just Russ has been fine, but he also has the fumble there at the end of the game. It's like, that's a play that you just have to have. Like when you, if you're looking at batting average, he's been good, but you have to, you have to wait that fumble. The same thing against commanders. Like you just need more plays from him. Like there's nobody like you can go to, um, obviously Sean, like, his team, you've got Vance, who's running that defense that's horrible. Um, you've got George Payton, who chose most of the players. Like, you've got the owners who picked this group and decided to spend money where they spent money and all that sort of stuff. Like, it's everybody. Like, it, as Sean Payton said this summer, like, nobody has clean hands. Like, everybody screwed up. Everybody made mistakes. And I know that whoever in the building was upset about it, who's like, well, I feel like I... No, like... That's just how it works. When you lose, you lose, and it's everybody's fault. Um, specifically, though, uh, with this team, that that is right, Henry. And when mm-hmm. I was thinking about it the past 12 hours, the answer that comes to mind is using Sean Payton's own words against him. Yeah. And it's crazy how his own words have really come back to bite him. There's dirt on everyone's hands yep. is what he said about last year's team. And there's dirt on his hands, on Vance Joseph's hands, on George Payton's hands, on the Walter, uh, Walton Penner ownership group um, because mm-hmm. they went out and they trusted Sean Payton this yep. offseason. And they gave him all of the resources. So, um, And it 
their trust does not look to be right in, yep. in Sean Payton as of right now. Sean Payton has been the most disappointing part of this Broncos team for me, and it's not even close. Mm -hmm. um, I thought Vance Joseph was going to be a below-average defensive mm -hmm. coordinator. Um, George Payton, he's already had question marks going into this season. Russell Wilson has been a bright spot, and I want to get back to mm -hmm. Russ in a minute, but he's not the main reason uh, that the Broncos are 1-4, so I don't want to bring him up right now. But without a doubt, yeah. Sean Payton's been the most disappointing now, does that mean he's the one with the most blame on him? When you look at a defense that's given up the mm -hmm. most yards in the NFL, when you look at a defense that's given up the most points in the NFL, when mm -hmm. you look at a defense that's been historically bad in the running game, mm -hmm. it's hard not to look at Vance and say he's not the biggest reason, but it's the biggest reason, not the only reason. And so you're right, Henry. You distribute blame to every single person. You point to a lack of talent. George Payton, mm -hmm. we've, uh, I brought up the issues with George last year. I said if Nathaniel Hackett's going to be gone, George mm -hmm. should be gone as well because um, just of how talent deficient the roster was. They decided to keep George. I think George is going to be gone after this season. Um, and, again, uh, blame is everywhere, mm -hmm. um, it, it, including the, the people that Sean Payton brought in this offseason. Mike McGlinchey, I mean, he has not been yep. good. Uh, this year, Zach Allen has pretty much been a, a disappearing act this year outside of a few key plays. Yep. Um, ben Powers, probably the brightest spot mm -hmm. that the Broncos brought in this offseason, the, the, the biggest, yeah. uh, most impressive player that they brought in this offseason. Um, but still, you're batting one for three right now on yeah. your big free agents. Now, right now, you only have five the, games to evaluate. Um, things can turn around. Um, but the players that this team has are not good enough. The coaching staff on offense and defense, in my opinion, are not doing, uh, mm -hmm. are not bringing the talent out of these guys. And then also Sean Payton's management of this team has been poor up to this point. Not just as, as the offensive guy, he's got, he's had the offense bounce back. But as yeah. the head coach, uh, game management has been an issue off the field issues have been an issue um, like with, with his comments um, and oh, okay. telling not just this past game, but telling players we're going to be anonymous donors and doing the exact opposite. That's not yeah. leadership right there. Tell, huh. Don't do as I say, uh, or don't yeah. do, uh, do as I say, not as I do. Um, and I, I uh, almost take it more as like a, it's like a college program. It's like the players don't talk. Like my job is to go talk and that's changed now. Like it's more of like the old school college thing. Yeah. This like isn't a college program though. Exactly. But that's kind of how he runs things. Like he's trying to run guys in the ground. Like it's, it's very much like we're working, you know, it's, it's not, we're working. It's, no one's talking except for me. NFL. I'm going to go talk. And uh, it's like Nick Saban, you know, or Jimbo. You're, Again, you're talking about all college people. Exactly. This, this I know. Is, but that, the, I think that's kind of... This is the end of that. That doesn't justify it, though. I know that's what he's trying to do, but it doesn't justify what he's doing. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. just embarrassment. Um, I think you can easily make a case, and I would make the case, that these first five games have been more embarrassing no. than last year's first There's five no way. games. I mean, maybe How? because of expectations. But How? I, the expectations no, not even were even expectations. higher last year. How? They scored like 11 points a game at the start of the year. They were like, two they and were, three. I mean, yeah. Well, if we're talking about record, then yeah. But in terms of Every, embarrassment. Everything, everything comes into this. Oh, uh, Henry, that, the Broncos lost by 50 points. Yeah, but nobody's making jokes about them. 
No one's making jokes Not about the Not compared to last year. Like, everybody... No. Remember that last year? Remember everybody saying, let's Henry, ride. that's what this week everybody is going to be. It's going ride. to be a total no, embarrassment nobody cares for the Broncos. Enough. Yes, they do no, because they of Sean Payton's comments. They're going to be rubbing that in we'll his face. That, that, that's think, going to get a lot of attention. I think you'll hear some this morning, the and that's it. The 50-point loss was unbelievably it was embarrassing. embarrassing. They blew an 18-point lead to the Commanders. But compared to let's ride and all that? the Bears. No, this isn't that bad. Last year was worse. I think so. Let's Let's do a poll. Yeah. Can you pull it, Yaya? <laughs> you ha- that's your job. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, thank, yeah. Thank oh, you, but going Yandier. back to the free agents, though, like yeah. you got exactly what you expected, though. Like, that's the thing. It's like Zach Allen, one and a half sacks through five games, like uh, four tackles for loss through five games. His career high in tackles for loss is 10. Like, his career high is five and a half sacks. You didn't like, pay Zach Allen to be this bad in run defense, though. You did not. That's fair. But, I mean, anything that's quantifiable. Like, he also has his first forced fumble of his career. Like, you're kind of just getting what you expect from Zach Allen there. I don't think so. Really? I, I, I don't think we really felt he Zach has- Allen's presence until one play in Miami, and he only showed yeah. up for that one play, um, which but was I think that's- that, that stop on fourth down, which was a good play. But... You are, I'm not feeling his presence huh. at all. Neither am I, but that's who he's been his entire career. Um, like, that's just. I don't think so. Really? That, that's not I mean, he already 50. has 23 tackles, career highs 48. That's not. Like, he's going to blow that number out of the water. Like, this is who he's been. Same thing with Mike McGlinchey. Like, Mike McGlinchey, yeah, he, he can't, he's not strong enough. That's not fair. Like, he's just built, not built right to stop bull rushes. Like, guys get into his chest, they push him backwards, and that's what we've seen. Like, he struggles in pass protection, or pass protection. That's what we've seen. He's made some good blocks in the running game. That's what we've seen. Like, you're getting exactly what you expected, or at least exactly what I expected from these guys when you signed him in March. I don't think so. I think Mike McGlinchey, when the Broncos brought him in, made him the second highest paid right tackle in the NFL. And I'm not going to hold him to those expectations because you do overpay uh, in free agency. So I was not expecting him to be a top right tackle. But throughout his career, he's been a borderline top 10 Right I don't tackle. think he has. I, I think he has, okay. and, and those are my expectations for him. So um, maybe we just had different expectations, but that's what I thought that the Broncos were getting in him, um, and he has had tons of penalties. And yep. pro- he probably leads a team in pre-snap penalties, which is absolutely inexcusable, especially for a veteran mm-hmm. offensive lineman, the leader of your group, the highest-paid guy uh, in, in that in that room. Um, so been disappointing there. And then I do think Ben Powers has probably been the guy that, that you hope for. But I... I mean, not these guys aren't what you hoped for, but they they should have been about what you expect. Like again, that's to me like you, they're just doing exactly what I saw when I went through the tape and watched them last year. Okay, well, I yeah. I, I don't think so. I think Zach okay. I think Zach was um, better. Um, like I said, it just non-existent outside of literally two plays, and that's not what a good defensive lineman does. A, a good a good, I defen- agree. A good oh, defensive I totally lineman. Agree. I'm not saying Zach Allen. I expected 15 sacks from him because that's not at all. I mean, his career high was six and a half coming into this year. I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting anything more than that. But you can't be this bad on. Uh, no one is doing their part against the run. And yeah. that, that includes Zach Allen. That includes Definitely. the linebackers. That includes the outside linebackers. And he's had a, like, I, last year he did grade out better against the run. Like, pro football folks have 67. Year before he was 45. Year before that's 45. Year before that's, like, I don't think he is well, a see, good last run defender. Year, though. Last but, year is and, what And is, that one, is, the grade was better. But what, I still saw the same just thing. Just like you brought Ben Powers in last year because mm-hmm. of last year, not because of the year before Definitely. when he wasn't even really a starter, full-time yeah. starter. But I, I still just, like, look at these guys, and they're doing, to me, the exact same thing that I saw when I went back and watched him last year. Like, Zach Allen wasn't an impact player in Arizona. Like, he wasn't. Like, he was he was fine. He was 
one of their best players, if not Definitely. their best player. So he was an impact player. He was no, he wasn't. Like I just totally disagree. I, like I he, was he was one of their best players, but that's because they didn't have any good defenders. Um, doesn't that doesn't that fall on Sean Payton and George Payton for bringing in these guys that they're paying top tier money to be top three, top five in their positions? Of course, there aren't many. Yeah. And at the end of the yeah. day, it's like they're not. It's the same thing with Russell Wilson. But if your other option was just to hold on to the money and not spend it, like. Unless it's just really hard to get good players in free agency. Um, Yeah, it is. It is. And that's why you don't want to go through free agency. And that's why you can even say that the dirt is on more people's hands even further back than George Payton. And that's the reason why the Broncos have had to spend a lot of money is because they've been bad in the draft, not just for the past two or three years under, Mm -hmm. under George Payton, but the past seven years under John Elway. And then you just don't have talent. So then you have to go out and overspend in free agency. But one of the things that you don't want to do is just keep doing that and overspending and overspending mm-hmm. and overspending. Cause then you get yourself in bad contracts and then you're up against the cap. Uh, and that just brings up a big conversation that we're yep. going to have as the season goes along. What the hell do you do uh, at the trade deadline? Do you try to release a lot, uh, get rid of a lot of players to open up a lot of money to move on from Russell Wilson after this season um and before we move further henry i do just want to touch on russell wilson really quick yeah because stats can be deceiving i think the stats you're pointing to is zach Mm -hmm. allen just a little bit deceiving but russell wilson's stats um if you would have said at the beginning of the season through five weeks russell wilson's gonna have a 67 percent completion percentage Mm -hmm. 11 touchdowns two interceptions, uh, passer rating of 106, an average 243 passing yards per game, you would yeah. have ran to the bank with that. You would have been thrilled. The Broncos would be 4-1, and one, yep. battling the Chiefs on Thursday night football for the division lead, and instead, it's not like that. Russell Wilson has not been the problem. He hasn't been the second problem. He hasn't been the third biggest problem with this team. He is far down on this list. But one of the things that Mm. I realized yesterday is Sean Payton does not trust Russell Wilson. And I think it's the way he calls plays um, and the plays that are at Russell Wilson's disposal. I don't think Sean Payton thinks that Russell Wilson's the answer either. I don't think Russell Wilson has raised all ships um, and, and raise the game of everyone around him like elite mm-hmm. quarterbacks do. So um, I don't think that Russell Wilson so far has proven he's the answer despite his stats being being great. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's played up to his contract, but that's not – like we had this conversation last week. Like that doesn't mean See, I think that stats you want to give it to him. Being a little deceiving though, but – Okay, yeah. And my big thing – I mean, he's just lost in the game with two fumbles. Like those are two games that – both times I thought that they were going to go win. Like, I thought that they had those games, but he fumbled. And he he specifically lost them. So I think he actually does deserve quite a bit of blame because of the plays that he made in those big moments. Like, that's that's just where you need him to step up, and he, he didn't do it. Um, but, yeah, there will be a lot of Russell conversations. I, there's uh, The good news is I think he's probably tradable now, and that's uh, that at least – does something for you going into the offseason. You should be able to save some money. Well, uh, real quick, Alexis with a great callback. 
yes. <laughs> Alexis, we love having you tune in with us. Um, and Henry, speaking mm -hmm. of people tuning in, let's dive into the comment section. Yes. I want to get people's reaction to what's going on. Oh, A lot boy. of people want to be heard from. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They are still giving you the chance to get $200 in bonus bets when you place a $5 bet in uh, on the NFL. So, mm -hmm. Henry, if you place a $5 bet on the Packers or the Raiders tonight, you're mm -hmm. going to get $200 in bonus bets, which you can use on Thursday night for Broncos, Chiefs. You can use this weekend. So you got, how about this for football this weekend in Colorado? Broncos Thursday night. Yep. Buffs Friday night. Rams Saturday night. Okay. I'm how, not how I'm not that? watching the Rams on a Saturday <laughs> oh, night. Wow. Damn. I'll, I'll watch the Rocky Mountain Showdown. That's I'm, my gift to the Rams. I'm going to be in attendance at that game. Really? So how dare you? Watch your Yikes. mouth, Henry. Um, you know what? You want to know something that's sad? I don't remember the channel, but when I was at the gym today, they put out the seven-day weather forecast. Huh. And yeah. uh, on uh, Friday night, it said, go Buffs. Yep. On Saturday night, it said, go Rams. On oh. Thursday night, it didn't say go Broncos because the Broncos aren't playing here you don't need the weather for the game oh yeah. okay okay yeah. touche thank you for that yes that's a good realization still have go Broncos on Thursday <laughs> Dude, go Broncos every day why not <laughs> but head to the app store now use the top or um, go to the app store download DraftKings Sportsbook and use the code DNVR to mm -hmm. turn $5 into $200 in bonus bets over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply henry let's dive into our draft king sportsbook pick of the week what is catching your eye oh boy um i don't even know off the top of my head give me a second um well i'll just dish out one right now the Broncos Chiefs over under. What would you guess it is for Thursday night? Damn, I mean that should be a lot of points, you would think. Um I guess the Chiefs defense is pretty good. Uh I would say it's at forty six and a half. Okay, close. Fifty. Okay. Give it me was the even over. Higher than that. Okay. Give me the over. Um I just Oof. mentioned how bad this Broncos defenses yeah and the chiefs are going to have no problem scoring and i also think that the broncos um will put up enough points to cover that over okay that's some optimism i don't <laughs> i don't know about that i i worry about the chiefs defense oh i'll take uh honestly I'm tempted to take like chiefs minus 520 just put the mortgage on it chiefs minus 520 yeah that's the money line just like you're gonna take a bet that's like, minus five twenty. Uh, I mean, honestly, at what this point, the, it's what tempting. What are the Jaleel's rushing yards? He has to get more touches. They right? won't have those up. Yeah, yeah, we don't. We don't know the rushing yards yet. Yeah, I mean, we could call it the Packers tonight. But really, if you're making some parlays, throw that. Like, I wonder. So let's see. You take the Packers tonight plus one ten. Throw the Chiefs and it gets it to plus one fifty. Throw another leg and it'll just kind of like grow. I. There's no way the Broncos win this game. There's just no way. I so wish that I could change my 
prediction for tonight's game because I picked the Packers to win when Garoppolo was out, um, and now Garoppolo is back. I think the Raiders are going to win this game. Really? Yeah. I still think it's the Packers, but I'm not. I'm not putting any money on either side. <laughs> that's fair. Just this is going to be like that Jets Broncos game. Yep. <laughs> All right. That's our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. Yeah. And also uh, make sure you become a member because you get a whole bunch of uh, of awesome perks. Um, you can come down here and either like watch a game or just hang out. You'll get 15% off your entire bill if you're a DNVR diehard. Um, you also get discounts on tickets, tailgates, those sorts of things. You get discounts, 20% off all merch, always 20% off events, um, access to a discard. You get a free shirt every year. Um, there's a whole bunch of really cool perks. So definitely make sure that you, uh, you join us as a uh, DMVR diehard. Absolutely. We really appreciate everyone tuning in. Um, like we say every single year. The Broncos suck, but you guys don't. And yep. we really appreciate everyone rolling with us. Someday they'll be better. Someday. Or the or they'll just move. Or Sunday. Things go back for a couple move. years. Jeez Louise. I mean, hey, I, I'm not making any promises <laughs> uh, about the no, Broncos. No, I can promise you that. That would be the worst decision I don't think that they're this moving ownership either. group of any sports team could do. The Broncos aren't moving. That's one thing I can guarantee you. Okay. I had this conversation with my wife last night, though. I was like... Uh, she was like, well, they'll be better at some point. And I was like, I don't know. I hope. And she and she said, uh, well, does, isn't every team good at some point? And I said, well, the Broncos have already been good. Exactly. So maybe they've exactly. already had their good I mean, luck. that's the thing, though, is like, I think everybody's on the same page. It's kind of time to start fresh. So best case scenario, see you in 2026. Like, you're pushing it down the road. 2026. It's, that's a three-year process, and you don't really have an option. And that's kind of the uncomfortable realization yeah. of these first five games, right? Yep. Again, we've said it so many times, and it just keeps sinking in after each losses. Last year, it was a quarterback away. This year, it was a coach away. Yep. Um, and uh, now it's like everything Yeah, away. And, that's what, the and other some thing people is are already losing confidence. Mm -hmm. Some people have already lost confidence in Sean Payton. Uh, some people have already lost confidence in Russell Wilson. So even those two issues that we think the mm -hmm. Broncos fixed – might not even be fixed. Yeah, when everybody wants to trade everybody away and build up picks and all that, it's like, yeah, go ahead, trade Mike Purcell and Kareem Jackson and Josie Jewell and whoever else. Like, if you want to load up on sixth and seventh round picks and build a team around that, have fun because you have about three, four players you could actually get something for, and it'd be painful to get rid of them. Well, and we're going to talk about that yeah. pain tomorrow yeah. and who those three or four players are and how much you can actually get for those guys. We're talking Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Justin yep. Simmons, Pat, Pat Sertan, Sertan yep. potentially. Um, also want to pick your brain about what a rust trade would look like in the offseason if yeah. that happens. So it's we're going to talk about it all. Um Really quick, I don't think you're trading all of those other guys to in order to get sixth and seventh round picks. I think you're trading them to dump the salary, and uh, yeah. you might you even, don't even be, save anything. Yeah, you really. might be picking up a lot of that salary for this year, but next year maybe not. So we'll we'll get into that tomorrow. Hit us with a thumbs up if you're tuning in. Again, it really helps us out, and we appreciate everyone rolling with us. But let's hop in to the comment section. We're gonna hit the super chats first, then we will get to the comments on the website. First one coming up, coming in from <laughs> Blow It All Up. Think that's about mm -hmm. the Broncos season? Uh, yes, probably. I, I think so. I guess so. Who hired Vance Joseph? Who came up with absurd preseason rules? Who ran his mouth? Sean Payton. And oh my goodness, yeah. you mentioned it, Henry. You touched on it. 
the Jets have been understandably and rightfully so Mm -hmm. having a field day on social media with Sean Payton. And you're right. Blow it all up. Um, When you put the blame, when I put the blame on Vance Joseph uh, for this bad defense, you are also putting it directly on Sean Payton. He hired Vance. um, And then also with just how bad it seems like the communication has been on defense, how bad gap assignments and gap Mm -hmm. integrity are. That still is coaching and still ultimately falls under Sean Payton. So I'm right there with you. Blow it all up. Yeah. Only one of those things is like that bad, I think, though. What? The hiring Vance Joseph. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't care what. If you want the guys to wear uniforms on the silent preseason game, that's fine. Run your mouth. Like, if he's the one who has to take the beating for it, you know? I, I I don't think it. I don't know. I don't think it impacted the game. I know you do, but... Yeah, I do, considering they were saying it right before the game. Um, Logan comes in and says, here's a thought. Bill Belichick is not going to be there as a coach next year. Bring him in as general manager and let him and Sean change the culture. The Penners can open the vault for him. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have Sean Payton than Bill Belichick at this point. Uh, Just the offense. I just trust the offense more. Like, modern football, especially if you're... uh, I don't know. We'll get into all this, but if you're trying to go after a rookie quarterback, Sean Payton is about the best possible situation that you could put him with, I think. Um, I think if you've lost confidence in Bill Belichick, which I totally understand why people have and a lot of people are out, I I don't know how you have confidence in Sean Payton right now. Um, Sean Payton has been without Drew Brees for one season before this year, and he went 9-8. and Bill (laughs) Belichick... um, Obviously, tons of success, way mm-hmm. more success than Sean Payton ever also had. Also, with a way better quarterback. Um, but two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. But yeah. but 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 since um, Brady left um, mm-hmm. the the Patriots, the Patriots went seven and nine, ten and seven, eight and nine. Yeah, it's pretty much like exactly what Sean did in that one season yep. without. It's so like the beginning if, of the Broncos slide. What beginning of the Broncos slide? What do you mean after the Super Bowl? Have like what was it nine and eight, and then you just kind of start falling off, right, just right, like the right. Broncos. Yeah. Now Patriots are one and four this year. The Broncos yep. are one and four this year. So if you're out and you're uh, mm-hmm. giving the Patriots so much crap and Belichick so much crap, it's literally the exact same thing that's happening with Sean right now. Sean yeah. hasn't had like this massive amounts of success that Bill Belichick hasn't. In fact, yeah. it's obviously the opposite. Um, but especially without their their Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Greg S. says, y'all are the reason I know everything about the Broncos. Started watching in 2020, and Sternod was drafted here, and I really need to salute y'all for being a highlight the last few years. And we love you, Greg. This is uh, this is why we do it. We have such a cool community that even when there's losses, yep. we can disagree. Henry can say ridiculous statements that I can I didn't say anything with. ridiculous. <laughs> um, and then we also get your feedback, which is very important to us. We love you guys all. Um, okay, next one from Broker says, let's pretend you're the general manager. Who are, who are you trading right now to embrace the rebuild and finally turn this ship around? And do we build around Mims and our running back group? Stay blessed, DNVR. Um, we'll really get into specifics tomorrow, yeah. but on offense, you're building around Marvin Mims, and Jaleel McLaughlin. Um, yeah, and even like building around is like a loose term. Like that's they're they're part of they're your not future. cornerstones yeah, yeah, or yeah. anything. They're, they're part of your future, exactly. and uh, no one is untouchable. If we'll get into exactly what it would yeah. take to trade Pat Sertan, but 
there's an offer out there that I'm sure would move the needle for the Broncos. Um, and then on offense, like if someone offers you uh, a first-round pick from Marvin Mims, you're definitely oh, thinking about exactly. it. So you pull um, the trigger in a heartbeat. No one is off limits. You don't really the only people that you don't trade um, on a team when you're going through a re rebuild like this mm -hmm. is an elite quarterback. Um, and you're probably yep. not going through a rebuild if you have an elite quarterback. Yeah, I ran through last night and there's like nine guys who like I would want to keep. Like okay. I'd be like, this is a guy like Pat Sertan, Nick Benito, like guys who you're like, okay, this is this could be like a piece that helps you out long term in like a big way. And then there's about five guys who you have to keep just mm -hmm. contractually. Okay. But even that includes like Russell Wilson. And like if you you could probably get out of that, but I I decided to put him in the have to keep him category with that contract. So I mean, I'm excited to hear those five guys yeah, and those nine guys tomorrow. They're just the, the any anybody's available. Like that's a total fourteen guys out of fifty three. And that's why in the past couple of years the Broncos have made you know they moved on from Emmanuel Sanders. They traded Demarius mm -hmm. Thomas. They they made one move at the deadline. Mm -hmm. um, every couple of years last year. It was Bradley Chubb. This year, it it should be a few guys. I mean, it, it should be a lot. We, yeah. we should see a lot of trades. Just depends come down. on the offers too, because of course, I mean, you look the the likely ones are probably like Bowles, Sutton, Judy, um, Simmons, um, but but all of those guys you could trade in the off season too. Like there really aren't. You like, get you get more now though. Probably. Yeah. I mean, unless teams say like. Jerry, you have like 70 receiving yards or whatever this season. What are we giving up? Like <laughs> you might want to just hold on and like with all these guys, see if you can win a couple games and try to put a little shine on them and get more. Potentially, potentially, but yeah. yeah In terms of like guys who you'd have to trade now, it's like the expiring contracts like Kareem and Josie and Purcell and like K Wan's hurt, but if he gets healthy in time, and Let's, let's, like dive, just, let's like, dive into these Congrats tomorrow. on your seventh round picks. Yep. No, it's true. Yeah, you're not. Uh, there's a reason the Broncos aren't going to yeah. get much in returns because they don't have a lot of good players on the team. Anymore. Exactly. And um, they all. nobody wants to bring in some of the stink at the moment. It's true. Steven Choley says, this is a roster of losers. Nobody on this team knows how to win. Trade everyone. And I mean everyone. Why waste PS2's career with this franchise will be a joke for years to come still. Yeah, I mean, um, it'd be just like Champ Bailey, really. That whole thing where you bring him in and you never quite get him over the hump. And at the end, they finally got him to the Super Bowl and you'd hope, what, that's like, was that like year 12 for Champ? Mm -hmm. So like nine years from now, you oh, get man. Pat there. And, but I mean, that's the way it goes. The thing, like, if the Bronx would be crazy to say, you know what, they, they just kind of have to be sad sacks to say like, oh, you know what, we're going to be bad. We just got to do what's right for Pat. No, if you can keep Pat around, you keep Pat around. If Pat wants out, there's not much you can do about it, and so you let him out. If they and it worked for Jalen Ramsey. He they, did the same thing and went and won a Super Bowl. If they don't think that they can win uh, in Pat Sertan's window, yeah, exactly. which is the next 10 years, you fire Sean Payton right now. If you don't think he's I the mean, right coach to potentially win the next 10 years, yeah. everyone should be gone. Why even um, field a team for the next five years? Start that rebuild in 2028. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that that's, that's why you would keep pat around and we'll yep. really talk about he's him only tomorrow because he's the most interesting thing yeah he's 23 years old literally he could yep. still have elite level of play for the next decade but like i mentioned mm -hmm. too there's a price for everyone especially when yep. it's not 
a quarterback. Well, I was talking to Mace about this part in particular yesterday. Like, if you trade Pat, you don't do it now. You do it this offseason, kind of like the the Panthers when they traded DJ Moore. So, like, if the, that way, if the Broncos wind up in a situation where it's like, oh, they've got the number six pick, you want to get up to number two to get Drake May, then you have the asset to convince a team to, like, let you move up. Like, that's kind of your biggest piece, and you might... You should save your biggest piece for when there's certainty and sure. make sure that you go get a quarterback. Yeah, man. And then uh, and hopefully what, you a just couple don't of months to. later, if they do that, we'll hear the Broncos are looking for an elite cornerback. Oh, yeah. Just like, and then, just like the Raiders with Khalil Mack after they got rid of him. They're, they're like, it's hard to find a pass rusher. The, the Panthers, after they traded yeah. DJ Moore, now they're saying, oh, we need a w- number one wide receiver. And oh, then three years after that, you're either going to hear, wow, I think the Broncos are finally kind of back on track. Are you going to hear, oh, nope, Drake May didn't have it or Caleb Williams didn't have it. Time to, time to get a new quarterback. My 50 50 one way or the other my goodness small yep. health uh jet petroleum says jets flying mile high again you're here why you do that <laughs> paid two dollars okay we we you read can it do something good for you uh tyler curl says at the airport heading back to idaho i had a great time in denver uh-huh. despite the loss jaleel is electric also had a blast at the dnvr bar on saturday for the bus game y'all are the best thank you so much tyler yeah i mean i just I see what this bar is like mm-hmm. with good teams, the yep. Buffs, the Nuggets, the Avs, and how much fun it is and how cool it is for everyone in Denver to come here, be here, celebrate. And uh, there's just no excitement with Broncos games. No. And it's like, damn, it sucks. I can't uh, wait. Could you imagine what Thursday would be if the Broncos won yesterday? Oh, my God. They just pull off that drive oh at the end. My you're saying goodness. you end the streak against the Chiefs and you're – you're 500. You, you've got. You've officially saved your season. The, Man, the, the Buffs are the Broncos. If the Broncos knew how to finish games, were the was there still a good crowd for the Buffs this Saturday? Okay, I wondered. Now that they're kind of like out of the. I don't know. I think Saturday was a huge game for them to win. Definitely, they needed that one. Because now you bounce back. You're still now you're way yeah. above 500. You hit the over yeah. already, which I know you cashed in on Henry. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I just I can't wait for the Broncos to eventually be good. I thought it was going to be last year. I thought it was going to be this year. Yep. Who knows when? All right, it's, next one coming in from be this blind, sword, blind swordsman says, "I am more embarrassed than last year, bar none." Here is five bucks to soften the blow. Thank you, the blind wow. swordsman, not just for the five bucks, but for <laughs> agreeing with me. I wow. appreciate it. Yeah, here. Did you ever get that poll made for me and not Henry? Oh wow! Uh, he didn't make it for me or you, Henry. Wow! Damn. I, it's still going. Once we get to the, oh, okay. well, let's finish the super chat and then we'll. Oh, get so to you the, did yeah. get it going? Yeah. Of so course. you lied. Yeah, I'm a liar. Great. Is your mic on? Yeah. Good. Or Are am you I lying, lying about that? Maybe. <laughs> Ask the people. Uh, YRC says, "Man, when are we gonna start Jarrett at quarterback? Sometime. Ooh, I mean, once you say we're just trying to lose, because Jarrett's still. I don't know. Like, you're so doing Thursday? a great job. You're doing a great job with Russell Wilson losing right yeah. now. Again, not. I I think you actually might think it's more of Russ's fault yeah. than I do, but you're one and four with Russ right now. Yeah, like I'm high on. Once like, you want to start losing, what do you mean, Henry? They are they are. Losing. Oh yeah, but like when you say like we don't have any interest in trying to win, like then that's when you put in Jared Stidham. I actually, I mean, the, the Broncos are at that point. You said the season's over, uh, and I yeah, agree with you. But wanting to lose is a, a to me, a separate step. Because um, most teams, most teams, even when the season's over, they say like we're still trying to build momentum. It's it's rare that there's teams that come out. There's one or two a year who say like, okay, we're just trying to lose now. 
no teams ever come out and say that. We'll never say it, but like intentionally. See, I think like pull guys. I actually that. think you brought in Jared Stidham because Sean Payton um, mm -hmm. could see him being the future quarterback. In fact, he he actually said that I believe at the owners' meetings was like Jared mm -hmm. very intrigued what he's gotten. I don't just view him as a backup quarterback. Yeah. So I think um, unless a dramatic turnaround happens, which is not going to happen. Um, Mm -hmm. You want a five-game sample size at least. So I, don't, I, 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 th I think we're going to see Jared Stidham a lot this year. I disagree. I think you, you want Russ to be tradable. Like, you just you just keep him going, doing what he's doing. Like Let's talk about tomorrow. Let's talk about okay. what that trade would look like. It's and easy. If, if any team would be willing to do that. Give him, yeah, two years, $38 million a year, and then the Broncos could do what they did with Randy and eat some of that. Because otherwise, they have to pay all that money. And so any dollar you save is a dollar you don't have to pay to cut him. So even if you cut that down by $10 million a year, you're still saving what the other $40 million that you don't have to pay him. So you might as well. Yeah. Um, we'll and see. I think, I think Sean's going to want to evaluate Jared. So we disagree on that, and that's yep. okay. That's okay. Uh, Denny says, main problem, no dog leaders among the players and coaches. No Kubiak, Manning, DeMarcus mm -hmm. Ware types. Peyton can't seem to rally the troops. No one is saying they'd run through a brick wall for him. Uh, I mean, so far through the one and four start, that that is true. It is a little mm -hmm. easier when you're winning in order to to rally the troops and get people going. But I totally see where you're coming from, mm -hmm. uh, Denny. And I gotta say, I talked to someone last night, and they asked me, "Man, what's it like being in that locker room after this loss?" And honestly, Henry, it's it's not that depressing because you it's didn't think the, so. It's the same okay. old shit. I mean, it's huh. it's the same thing. Losing has absolutely seeped in yeah. to this locker room where nobody was like smiling or anything though no but did it feel more depressing like nobody was like slamming things into lockers or right yeah i want to yeah. see that when it's oh, one okay. and four when you lose to the jets when it's okay. an embarrassment like I, I don't need to see that but um I, i'm saying that it, it's no different just because this yeah. is what the broncos have been like that locker room last night and you can disagree with me mm -hmm. was no more depressing than it's been no. For the first other four games of the season. I mean, I wouldn't think this one would be more depressing, though, I guess. Like, a, I think it just feels like it feels like status quo. I mean, definitely. I mean, it team. is. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I don't think it's that yeah. depressing. Yeah, like, like, they're definitely there is no Peyton Manning or DeMarcus Ware on this team. That is mm -hmm. very clear. Like, those are Hall of Famers who are like great leadership skill, all that sort of stuff. That's what you th but, yeah, I mean, you it, were getting with Russell Wilson. Oh, you didn't think Peyton Manning though. You thought you thought Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, you fringe Hall of Fame quarterback, not like one of the greatest of yeah, all time. I, yeah, yeah, like but closer to Philip Rivers than Peyton Manning. I don't. I think that's revisionist history a you little really? bit. Oh, yeah. Russell Wilson really? had the second most wins in the NFL history in the first ten yeah. years when when he joined the Broncos. One game shy of Peyton Manning. We disagreed like at the time. Now the that most I think of it passing too. touchdowns in the first yeah. ten years of his career. We did disagree at the time. It's also uh, Russell Wilson was like, oh, how could he never have got an MVP vote? If you would have said that this yeah. year, they'd be like, yeah, it makes sense. He hasn't gotten an exactly. MVP vote. Meanwhile, Peyton Manning. Probably just about every year was getting like there, there's a different tier there. I'm not saying he's there. Peyton Manning. There, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you said that, that's what you thought they're getting, but yeah, he's it's close, fine. No he's Hall of Fame. To Demarcus Ware status than Peyton Manning, in my opinion. Well, Demarcus Ware first ballot Hall of Fame, exactly. yeah, as well also, as Peyton Manning. Think, there is a I difference. I think Demarcus yeah. Ware is also not maybe like he's maybe top five. All, is he top five all-time pass rusher? Probably not. No. And right, neither is Russell Wilson. Peyton Manning is a top three quarterback all-time. 
that's kind yeah. of where I see them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, two more super chats, I believe. One coming in from Miss 88 Rule says, I'd rather get the second oh. pick and get Marvin Harrison Jr. Real quick on the last one, though. Um, my point was, uh, if Pat, it's all on Pat. Like, it's time for Pat to step up and, like, speak. Like, I even talked to Jonathan mm. Cooper about it and, and said, like, yeah, I know, like, Pat said that's, like, the first time he'd said anything in the locker room since Bama. He's like, yes, tell him. Tell him he needs to do that more. Mm. Like, that to me, like, it's those guys. And honestly, like, Cooper might be on that list, too. Nick Benito is trending toward being on that list. I mean, he's I mean, he's older than Pat. Like, why not? Like, it is kind of time for those young guys to kind of step up and take over and say, like, we're sick of this shit. Because right now, they're just there's there's kind of a I don't know if it's a leadership void because you know that's that's Justin Simmons on the defensive side of the ball, um, Kareem on the side of the ball. But I'd, I'd imagine that kind of that message has gotten stale from that group well, over then, the past then four or five years. In order to do that, then you need to move on from those people that you think yeah. the message has got stale from. Not because the message has got stale, but if you think you can get something valuable for Justin Simmons, yep. then that can open up a new leadership yep. opportunity. Literally, Justin is a captain right now. Mm -hmm. So you could give that captainship to uh, Pat Sertan. But also, yeah. Pat spoke, you gotta earn it, though. Pat yeah. spoke um, with the Bears game. Maybe he did earn it there, and clearly it worked. But there are just guys that are elite players mm -hmm. that just aren't that type of leader. And I'm it's not true. saying Pat isn't that type and that he, he doesn't want to be, but mm -hmm. if a guy doesn't want to be that, you don't want to force him into that role because then it's unnatural. Mm -hmm. um, Demarius Thomas, he yep. wasn't going to be that guy, yet an elite player, yep. uh, a leader in his own way, but not a vocal leader, mm -hmm. um, and champ. I believe he wasn't the rah-rah guy um, getting everyone hyped. Mm -hmm. He was a leader in his own way. So I'm not saying this in, in any negative way no. to Pat. If, if he's not that type and doesn't want to be that type, you don't want to force him into that role, though. Yeah, you don't want to force him, but you want him to kind of take it upon himself. You know, that's like there is, I don't know, like leadership training almost like it kind of sounds lame. sounds like some corporate thing, but that, that is like a thing is like learning how to be a leader, and that is valuable. And like I, it's... Some people are that way. Some people aren't. But it is very, 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 very valuable for your team to be that guy. Like, the team needs that guy. And it needs some of its best players to be that guy. And right now, there just aren't very many best players. And so, I don't know. Like, not to, like, slander champ or anything. But maybe maybe things would have played out differently in his career if he was more of that, like, vocal, rah-rah, like, leader, like, fire everybody up type guy. Like, it's you just, there's no way to know. But you, just, you, you I just need that from your best players. I just don't think that you can force that on people. You can. You can't force it. I don't think that yeah. was ever held against Demarius Thomas. Yeah, um, but that's I, because they had they had Peyton and they had Demarcus and they had those guys already. Um, like you, you need they them. They did and not maybe. have Peyton um, early in DT's career. They did not they have Demarcus Tebow, early in Peyton's career. They and lost they didn't win a Super Bowl. Well, they though. lost Demarius. They also lost Peyton, uh, mm -hmm. and Demarius was still here. And again, and what it, happened? That's just that's just they were what, bad. Um, yeah, but again, I'm not yeah. going to tell someone to go to a, um, a leadership class. Definitely. Um, so Definitely. I just think it, clearly you the can't. Broncos need more leaders on Definitely. this team. Definitely. And and you need your best players. You got to have some leaders in there. I you think do. Uh, you should go to a podcasting class. Oh, oh boy! Thanks, Yaya. Wow. Um, okay, we got another one. Oh yeah, the the Marvin Harrison Jr. one. Oh, man, it would be great to have him, but 
um, I don't know if getting a wide receiver with the number two overall pick would be the best use of resources for this Broncos team, especially yeah. if uh, Caleb Williams or Drake May is sitting mm-hmm. on the board, which one of them will be unless they decide to go back to college. Yeah, I mean, you definitely. You can't pass on those guys, but no. that is a freak player. Like, the idea in that world would be, like, you're running it back with Russ and trying to kind of replicate what the Dolphins do, which I don't think is the craziest thing in the world, especially if you don't have how is that doing what the dolphins do just like those speedy receivers having him and mims and you're kind of building in that way marvin harrison jr isn't like he's, he's not, fast but that's not his game that's not like his like he's not target kill but thing. he's right i don't no, think but that's the, why he's so good i don't think you're the dolphins though i marvin harrison jr is not that type of receiver interesting i mean i i think he's fairly similar to like the jalen waddle type of Guy? I don't know. I don't think so. I think he's well, more I, of an all-around huh. guy instead of like. I mean, just he pure definitely. Speed. Uh, he has everything. More is... like uh, what's it called? Um, Marvin Harrison. JJ? Marvin Harrison he, Senior. No, no, no. <laughs> to, uh, Justin Jefferson. Right. Kind of more all-around. Has that speed. I agree. But does a little I agree. bit of everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they expect a four-three from. He's been clocked at twenty-three point five miles per hour. Um, like that's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's. I don't think you're building the Dolphins' offense with that. Okay. Um, okay, two more, a couple more super chats, and I do want to hit the comments on the website. T Green says, "Do you think the rumors are having an effect on the wide receivers' effort? Also, why such a big performance drop from Alex and Josie?" So Orlando, who was on the show, tweeted about it, talked about yeah. it. Um, a lot of other people who watched the game were talking about yeah. it. That specifically, Cortland Sutton's effort was not there on key third downs. Um, I believe Ryan also mm-hmm. said that um, on multiple key third downs that Cortland was jogging or even walking during some of them. Um, I don't give a damn what trade rumors are going mm-hmm. around about you. Yep. You you play because the Broncos are still paying that paycheck of yours yep. right now. Um, so I think if, if effort has dropped, that's a total shame. That also mm-hmm. uh, has Sean Payton already lost the locker room. Um, but also, you get that guy off the field if that's happening. Yep. Because Marvin Mims was sitting on the sideline when you needed mm-hmm. a big play. Um, I have to imagine the reason he mm-hmm. wasn't playing was because of the two fumbles earlier. Sean uh, took the fumble, the, the the reverse fumble, said that was not no, Marvin Mims's fault. The punt return was. If Marvin Mims, the returner, should not be held against Marvin Mims, the receiver, on holding on to the ball, I don't think. I think those are different um, players when you're evaluating them. Marvin has not fumbled the ball as a wide receiver. Um, and yeah. then also you have Adam Troutman on the field when you need a big play above Marvin Mims. What are we doing here? Well, that's, I thought that's that just was the structure terrible of the coaching. offense though. Like, like no, no, you, no, 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 that, no, no. When you need playmakers is. on the field, when you, when you have your last two drives and you yeah. need big plays, that should be Marvin Mims, not Adam Troutman. Or if Cortland Sutton's not giving full effort, like a lot of people said yesterday, get him off the field and put your second round pick Marvin Mims, who gives full effort out your there. Structure, but, yeah. Your offensive structure should allow your best players to be 100%. Yeah, yeah, I, I just, it's just, Teams don't run four receiver packages very often. Like it's definitely more common now than before, and you probably only have so many of those. And so I, I don't know what they have installed. Like that's Adam t- Troutman t- is not a staple of this offense. But typically, you have a tight end on the field for every play that you design. Uh, and, not, and he so was spread out wide. Teaching though. him like he was ex- spread out wide, well, and so. that's that's what tight ends do half the time though. Like that's still a tight end. That that's a coaching error. That's a that's a big time yeah, coaching mistake. I can't get that. And look, if yeah. you're going to be stubborn and say I need to make sure that I have three wide receivers and a tight well, end out on the field, they might not have the, the play field. though. What? They probably don't have all that many plays with four receivers on the field. 
Well, then get some because you're well, always you can't down them at in the, the middle end of, of the game. game. Well, How do you like not have place? Yes, I, I totally dis it. Sean okay. has plenty of four wide receiver packages. If you want a big body also in the Troutman position, you have Corlin Sutton, who either way, Troutman's not doing anything. Put him there and then just give the other spot to uh, Marvin. I just thought it was it, it was shameful that Marvin huh. wasn't on the field, whether it was for Troutman, whether it was for Cortland, especially if Cortland's effort wasn't yeah. there. Um, but, and that's the other thing is like, I if that's true, like, horrible obviously but i still haven't gone back through the game and i didn't i can't really speak to Cortland right now um and two more super chats aces says time to move for, on from george payton and russ um yeah there's gonna be so many changes in the yep. next couple of weeks um yep. and then also in the next couple of months and specifically the next couple of months when the season's <laughs> over yrcd dow says they just need to fire Vance and start a stadium. Oh, start Stidham. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I think we will see both of those happen before the season's over. Huh? Do you think do you think Stidham plays at all this year, at barring injury, for us? Which I, I hope is touching wood. I hope that doesn't happen. I mean, there's probably a scenario where you give him like the last game, but I'm not sure what exactly that. Is. Oh, you know what it is? Yeah, it's the Derek Carr thing. It's the same as last year where the Raiders didn't want Carr to get hurt because that changes the guarantees in his contract. It wouldn't change guarantees for Russ, but it would change whether he's tradable. So, like, if you wind up with, you know, ACL, let's touch wood when we say things like that. Like, like those are the, that could all of a sudden mean that you're taking on another $40 million in dead cap if you're planning to move on from him. So, yeah, I, I expect you do see Stidham because they rest Russ so that they can try to trade him. Yeah, and how did that work out for Josh McDaniels? It did not. They had to cut him. They weren't able to trade him. Yeah. Don't follow Josh McDaniels and what he does. Um, I think starting Jared Stidham for one or two games really doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, it doesn't change get, anything. Get yeah. a big enough sample size, but that's a bigger conversation that we will certainly be having and certainly be disagreeing on, uh, which mm -hmm. I think is probably healthy at this point. Maybe. The, 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 you don't think so? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's hop into the comments on the website. Jersey Bronco says, boys, J-O-K-E, joke, 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 instead oh, of the boy. Jets, you know. Yeah. Uh, let's get to some of the best punchlines of the day. One, McGlinchey was manhandled all game. Meanwhile, yep. backup tackles get Zach clean for most of the game. Two, our best offensive playmakers are rookies who aren't getting enough catches with the ball. Yeah, I mean, again, just criminal. Marvin Mims, yeah. a career high, 20 snaps yesterday. I, I think that's just horrible. Three, he didn't do anything. He was not given opportunities. Okay. Three, yeah. is Russ a fair, I think, one target? Yeah, four-yard catch. Yeah, four-yard catch. But that's not anything to like... I You have to... You have to be open to have targets, for example. And again, I haven't gone back through. Like, targets it isn't just like, yeah, we want to give him an opportunity, you know? Like, it's you have to be open. Yeah. You have to put yourself in that situation. I'm not sure. I haven't gone back through yet. Marvin Mims is a guy that absolutely should get uh, five targets a game at the least, I think. Maybe, yeah. Um, says three, is Russ afraid to throw, or can our overrated receivers not get open? Looks like the receivers yep. quit, and Russ looks scared. Like I said earlier, I think it was a combination of mm -hmm. four Four units, people. Russ did hold on to the ball mm -hmm. too long. The receivers not getting open. The offensive line um, not protecting for us. And then also Sean Payton mm -hmm. not drawing up the right place. Yeah. Yeah. And my only pushback would be like, again, the way the Jets defended things wasn't like conducive to you trying to get the ball to the receivers a bunch. Like it's conducive to the run game. And that's where when they did try to open things up a little bit more and try to 
like they kind of just played right into the Jets hands instead of saying we we've been running I think at that point 7.3 yards per carry like just they're they're giving you the running game just take the running game and so yeah. that's what it is to me and, and John, again with Mims it's you're not throwing the ball deep what do you want Marvin Mims for you know and ch- at the end of the game is I want the ball in his okay. hands that's what I want um and then additionally Again, if I'm the Chiefs, if I'm the mm-hmm. Packers in two weeks, I'm doing the exact same thing exactly, that the Raiders yeah. uh, and that the Jets did because <laughs> the Broncos aren't showing that they will take advantage of Definitely. what they're giving them. And um, again, but from a Broncos perspective, you'd say, please do. Please, please let us just run the ball over and over again. But they let, don't say Let us that. make these easy throws and do it. I mean, yeah, they did for the first half, but then they got away from it. And those like those three drives, there was like three plays that should have been runs and set passes and things might have played out differently. And then how about this? His fourth point is Sauce is off the field. Let's run some garbage play. They were legit mm-hmm. on their fifth string cornerback and we can't get a pass game rolling. Got to yeah. take advantage of that. Yeah. You also just can't fumble. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I do like the idea of running a misdirection play when you've got more backups on the field. Like, it just seems like it's more likely that you're going to get something open and go. But, but yeah, I mean... It doesn't. It didn't work. It was a bad decision. That's just how it goes. And then how about this one? He says five. I'm pretty sure I heard Robert Sala say, "Stay humble after the handshake at the end of the game." I hope it is true. At least yeah. he can back up what he says with results on the field. Um, I've heard this rumor floating around. I haven't personally heard it for myself. Most um, people said he actually said, "Stay healthy." That's um, an interesting thing to say too. Sorta. I mean, because eating all that beef after you got destroyed. Well, I mean, like the team. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, yeah, yeah. That's still. I mean, when you say like four words to the guy, you probably say "good game," "stay healthy." It's yeah. fast. That's interesting. Stay like, humble luck, yeah. sounds a lot more reasonable in the situation. Oh man, that would be I, that something would, that, yeah. else. That would be wild. And he wraps it up. I says, "Time for some hard truths." John Payton may not be as great as we thought, but I don't <laughs> think it's 100% his fault. This roster no. is not good. This Band-Aid has been rotting and festering for seven years. Rip it off. Trade anyone of value who can clear clear cap off the books and draft Caleb that we get the first pick or Drake may we are not a rookie quarterback boy but we have to make some hope for the future sorry for the long comment much love from Jersey yeah that's the thing like has Sean made mistakes yeah definitely but also like the offense is looking better and they're just I mean there's isn't enough talent like I'm not sure who would come in and all of a sudden this team is like three and two at this point you know like uh, you just look through and like where what are the strengths of this team like it's not the defensive line, it's not the outside linebackers, it's not the inside linebackers. It, it, it's probably not the safeties. Although we ha- we haven't seen kind of this this is kind of first game back with Justin and Kareem, so maybe they that could be a strength. More likely, you're pretty average there. Corner is definitely not a strength. Offensive line, not a strength. Like it, I think it's probably, fun, but like there's just no strengths. Your guards are probably your strength. Yeah, maybe (laughs) the least valuable position on the field is your strength. Oh boy. Um, DK says, I think the worst part about the past two seasons isn't the losing. We've been dealing with losing for the better part of a decade. Now the worst part is being the laughing stock of the league. This team is just one big meme at this point. And to make it even worse, nothing the team does seems to help. They bring in Russ Payton, spend Mm -hmm. big money in free agency and somehow get even worse. This team has issues much deeper than I think any of us realize. Oh yeah, I mean they're and that's the thing. That's why like I think a lot of people look at it as like well just go get Caleb Williams and that's kinda like there's your plan. It's like no 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 no. That is step one of the plan. You right. go get that guy and then you have to do the hard work, which is 
figuring out how to actually build a functional roster from nothing. Because you look at the teams that actually compete for, for championships and they have like they've got pro bowlers all over the place. Like they'll they'll go they'll have six, seven pro bowlers. Broncos just don't have that. Like they're they're not even close to that. Like in a perfect world, Nick Benito turns into one of those guys. You've got Pat and behind that like I don't I haven't seen like it's been fun to watch Jaleel. It's been really fun, but it also feels a lot like Phil Lindsay. And you know, with a running back, if we're talking twenty twenty six is when hopefully you're kind of back to being a competitive football team, being like expecting to make the playoffs, that sort of situation. I mean Jaleel's probably not around then. Like that just yeah, that's Phil would have been cut in the same time. Exactly. Line. Like that's yeah. just the that's just the way things play out for running backs. And so you just don't have a lot. That's why you don't build around them. And there just isn't a lot to build around and finding guys to build around is not an easy thing to do. So you need an offensive line for this rookie quarterback. You need wide receivers. Yeah. Um, you may need a tight end. Greg Dulcich right now. I can't count on moving forward. No, just, I mean, hamstring like, injuries. When I went through yesterday, league. I was like, he's like a really good tight end too. No, maybe not even really good. Like that's the role that he should fill is like on passing downs. He's your tight end. When you split a guy out, like, he should almost never be lined up in line. Like he, he basically hasn't been in his career. He's only played in the slot essentially. Like that's, that's, that's the role that he can hold. Yep. Yep. And exactly. if he does it really well, then maybe that changes, but yeah, there's just, there's nothing really to build around Nash Bronco. The season is over. This team needs a deeper culture shift than anyone realized. I think I'm finally convinced that this roster and staff needs a clean sweep how the heck is this defense so bad if Vance Joseph didn't change the scheme from last year? The run defense was questionable last year, but not this bad. There's a lack of effort and urgency from the players, and this reflects poorly on the coaches as well. I'm at a loss as a fan. This isn't Denver Broncos football. It's not Denver Broncos football that you want it to be, mm-hmm. but at what point do you realize this yeah. is who they are? And I think that's kind of the, again, that's the really bummer Mm -hmm. realization this year is damn it is this bad and again like obvious vance deserves a bunch of heat obviously but it's not there's only so much he can do to tell a guy like this is your gap like this is the gap that you are in charge of like you are a linebacker you just can't let anybody run through here his job is not let him go through here his job is not let him go through here your job don't let him go through here like i they could just sit there for an hour as he explains the importance of protecting your gap, but but there's only so much he can do. And in a game like yesterday, again, I haven't gone back through. I would imagine it's the same problems as before, though, where guys just aren't fulfilling their responsibilities. And there are some parts that are obviously on Vance, like the, the soft zone coverage that's that's caused a bunch of problems. But a lot of it is, I mean, they missed 24 tackles in one game. And you're not even allowed to practice tackling anyway. Put put that in put that in context. 2010. Wait, they actually, missed... actually, really quick, because uh, this next comment has to do with it, and I want to okay. get want to get your awesome insight. The count says, "I have so many questions, but of utmost curiosity, I'd like to know how guys that have been smoking dudes all their lives have just forgotten how to wrap up." Yeah. I may go into the crypt for a spell now. Love the count. We love you, the count. Okay, Henry. Doesn't put make into sense. Context. How yeah. bad tackling has been. They missed 24 tackles against the Dolphins. They missed uh, in 2010. They missed 49 all season. So in one game, yeah. they hit half the yep. season total in 2010. And that's the only way that like you one person can't give up 70 points like Vance Joseph. 
unless he did something totally absurd unless he's called like a goal line defense and was leaving guys uncovered or whatever else like, every play exactly <laughs> like just yeah like you still have like a guy he's covering him he's covering him he's covering him like they they still have their opportunity like you have to have everything go wrong to give up 70 and they haven't given up 70 every week but again it's just so many mistakes over and over and over and over and yeah i mean that it should that's what makes it so tough to build around is that you don't even know it's like i i can't tell is alex singleton having a good season i know he missed some tackles in that miami game but when everything else is falling around falling apart around him like he doesn't even have a chance to do his job half the time or like somebody tweeted at me like you ignored singleton the play against uh justin fields um when fields kind of rolled out in that game and Komet scored the touchdown behind him um and so like Komet's just like standing there remember that one yeah singleton yep, yep. okay cool cool um but it's nick benito's job to not let fields out of the pocket and so he gets kind of bodied by tight ends it's, it's like it's a tough tough play to make but he doesn't do his job. So Fields gets outside and Kareem is in man coverage on Cole Kmet. And so his job is to just not let him catch a ball. But now that Justin's Justin Fields is out there, how do you not just go tackle him? Like you have to do it. Otherwise he just runs in for the touchdown. Meanwhile, Alex's job is on the backside, plugging up the running lane. And then after that, covering the fullback out of the backfield. And then once he gets done with those jobs, he sees fields over there and flies across and runs by Cole Komet, who's not his responsibility. So like, it'd be nice if he had had the like heads up, like, oh, Kareem is going and Kareem was on this guy. So I should, but like, that's, that's asking a whole lot for him to realize all of those things going around him. And really the first domino was just Nick Benito. And that's how all these plays are just like, who screwed up first and then, and then there's a bunch of guys who weren't able to cover for it. Everyone. They just stink. That's probably the answer, Henry. Yeah, Everyone exactly. screwed up. Because um, somebody and, else, somebody and, new screws up every play. It's not like there's one thing. And this whole organization from, from top down, it's, yeah. uh, it's a mess right now. And we will be here throughout the entire rebuilding process. Broncos have a game <laughs> in just three days, which uh, spread right now, 10 and a half. Yep. Very curious if the Broncos can cover, if you think the Broncos can cover. We're going to be back tomorrow on the podcast talking about, is it time to tear everything down? What could the Broncos get for Justin Simmons? Can they get a first? Can they get a second? What about Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Pat Sertan, all Mm -hmm. of these guys? We're going to break that down as we also start to preview the Kansas City Chiefs Mm -hmm. game. Thank you all so much for rolling with us. It is not fun to be a Broncos fan right now, but you guys make it fun. You guys and gals make it fun to be a DNVR Broncos fan right now. We really appreciate all of the support we get, and we hope that you continue to roll with us, even with the Broncos being bad. Thank you all so much. We'll see you tomorrow. Flying cotton